What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you hot this Saturday afternoon on something that's vital to all of us, rest and recovery. We know it. A lot of you guys know what to do, but uh, it's just putting the pieces into play. As we always say in our space here, easy in theory, harder in application. And kind of fitting, I'm doing this right now as I just finished up uh, a brutal a five-minute workout that I actually stole from Bobby Maximus, and it's called the triathlon. It's a 500-meter ski, 50 cows in the assault bike, and a 500-meter roll. All of that completed from start to finish in under five minutes or less. It took me 547. I think for most people, honestly, even if you're pushing it, probably seven minutes is uh, is more realistic. I went bike first, took me a minute 31. Next, I hopped right on the ski, took me 140, I think. And then quick transition into the row, strapped my feet in, and got me 141. I did it that way just because the bike is the hardest for me. The row is the easiest. <clears throat> and uh, if I keep coughing, on this podcast, you guys, is because I still have the kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, the bite cough, row cough, uh, Metcon cough going on here. And the point of that is it's to test your limits, not just physically, but also, you know, mentally. I laid on the ground for about 15 minutes post-workout in the fetal position wishing for a quick death, which drags me into the recovery aspect of it. Um, knowing, you know, what your body's capable of, you know, obviously training hard and training smart. Now I can't do that workout every single day. And to be honest with you, I might not ever do it again, or it'll be at least multiple months before I try it again. It'll be a house record here, but recovery is an important key to that. And I had a hard training day yesterday. I wasn't sure if I could get it done today, but I figured knowing myself, I'm really good at anything under probably about six minutes, uh, to go all out, no matter what I did the day before, what I have coming up. It's the longer stuff that I personally uh, struggle with, the things that get into the 45-minute range or an hour and beyond. So I want to touch on rest and recovery because you guys know it's a, it's a crucial component to you know your life and a successful training program. And most of us, you guys, honestly, these little metrics are just fun little challenges. For a lot of us, our competing days are over. I'm never going to play in a, you know another meaningful basketball game other than the one day a year uh, my friends and I get together. But really, there's only probably like seven of us that are still fit. So it's not as competitive as it once was. And, and yeah, I still want to win. I still have that kind of Michael Kobe killer mentality, even though I say I'm going to take it easy. Within five minutes, I want to fucking crush everybody. That's just kind of how I'm wired. But even with that said, we're on a group text and everybody's jacked to play. And I'm, I'm more excited about the reunion to see my friends, honestly. And my two messages were, one, don't die. And two, don't get seriously hurt. And that's kind of how I look at training in general. So the rest and recovery is important for that because our PRs, a lot of them, they don't really matter other than to us. You guys even out there who do CrossFit, most of you guys listening to this, you're never going to go to the games, excuse me, not as a team, not as an individual. So you're doing it for yourself. You're doing it for shits. You're doing this for, you know, you're competitive in a non-competitive environment. So the point for most of us is just to train as long as we can, as safely as we can, and feel as good as we can every single day. And your rest and recovery is a crucial part of that, obviously, and that any training program in general. And I think it's also probably the least, you know, planned and the least, you know, utilized part of people's training. And most of you guys you're not really aware how to implement recovery in a proper way. And so what I'm breaking down is that for you guys who train a lot, and to me, training a ton, I don't just mean like bullshitting time at the gym and driving there and hanging out with your friends, but actually training. A lot of people, eight to 10 hours a week is a shitload. Most of the people I see in my space, they're probably training about three hours per week, which is plenty for most people. You guys who are extreme, it's probably eight you know, to 10 hours total. And that extra time, is basically anytime you're not in the gym, which averages out to probably like 158 to 160 hours per week. And so my question would be is like, what are you guys doing with that time? And, you know, if you think about it, 
Uh, there's a lot of things that make up recovery in terms of, you know, our sleep, I think is the biggest one. Nutrition is probably second. Hydration, uh, your posture, uh, the mobility, tissue work, flexibility, you know, at, whether it's SMR, uh, you know, if it's you're getting massage from somebody else. Recovery is it really is a multifaceted thing that kind of encompasses more than just basic muscle repair because sometimes we think of that, but there's a lot of things outside of that. Obviously, it's there's a chemical balance, there's a hormone balance. Uh, your joints are a huge one. Uh, your nervous system repair and your fucking mental state is huge too. Um, a lot of times, I know when I come in, if my my central nervous system, my CNS is kind of off or fried. There's just certain things we can't do. That's why training for me now is very instinctive. We just went and trained yesterday and we sometimes just get into it and we just figure out the day as we go and that's okay. We have a set schedule, but I know if I'm crushed, I can't do it. Or I know if it's a day I'm supposed to be chill and I can crank it, I'll do it. So I'll play with that. And that comes with being a seasoned person, but you guys have to have a program that makes sense, not just for your training, but also for the recovery aspect of it as well. So again, for most of us, the goal is just to prioritize our life with our training to get the max performance, you know, without us sacrificing a ton of shit along the way. So again, most of you guys, just having a healthy combination of rest, recovery, along with a legit diet and exercise is a program you should work. Unless you guys are at the elite, elite level, most of you guys are kind of, kind of follow that 80, 20 rule that we always throw out there, which basically means 80% of the time you're focused on your training and your nutrition and doing everything right. And then 20% of the time you're just saying, fuck it and enjoying your life and, and doing what you're supposed to do. So basically it's not getting so wrapped up and lost in the training. So if I broke down the most important things uh, in training you guys, or excuse me, in recovery, I'll touch on nutrition because I think that's obviously the key in all aspects, but I'll have to go sleep probably number one. Uh, I think sleep is the most important time for you guys obviously to recover. Uh, if you don't have you know legit quality restorative sleep, I know we always harp on the hours and the hours do matter, but it's the quality of the sleep over the quantity sometimes. So if you guys get enough sleep, you have a better mental state, your hormone balance is legit, your muscles are going to recover quicker. Um, if you guys aren't sleeping enough, and I think for most people, it depends on the person. Obviously, every individual's needs you know, vary based on their lifestyle, their workout regimen, uh, genetically, honestly. I think most people probably 6 to 10 hours is legit for most athletes. I think most athletes, if they can get closer to 10 is cool. Um, I would say at least 6 legit hours of restorative sleep matters. So, and again, when you guys pull studies, we can pull all this stuff up. Most of you sleeping in a room with cooler air tends to help you sleep better. Um, if you can wake up with the sun, that's great. I always wake up before it, even here uh, out on the West Coast. And if you can sleep in like, you know, like a, a natural setting with all of the lights of your phone and, and alarm clocks like beaming in your face, I think helps. But for a lot of you guys, when you pull up any research, the hours that you can get to sleep before midnight are generally proven to be more efficient uh, for recovery than the ones after midnight. So if you guys can get on a normal routine regimen schedule, I think it's great. The hormone release, obviously the hours even before REM sleep is ideal. But again, you guys have to be getting restorative sleep that's uninterrupted for, I would say, at least six to 10 hours a night. I think that's key. Uh, the next one you guys I'm going to touch on, I think nutrition. Uh, obviously, you guys know this. Uh, you are what you consume. You are what you eat. Uh, everything that you eat has the ability to either basically heal your body and fuel it or to kind of poison it and drink it down. Um, it, it's really simple stuff. 
Most of you guys know this. Obviously, I've touched on a podcast on alcohol. And again, I'm not going to recommend a specific diet here for you guys, but just eating real whole nutrient dense foods is, is going to help you guys go a long way. Obviously, things like, you know, if you want to get into the, the nuances, things like dairy and wheat are obviously processed different by everyone. So it's up to you guys to how to, you know, figure out if you can have dairy products or wheat products or how much alcohol you can or can't drink. You know, some people process foods very well with no side effects and some people um, have some issues, even even to the point of where they get a slight or even to severe like autoimmune response or reaction when they eat food. So what I would suggest for you guys is Get with a coach, uh, obviously, who knows what the hell they're doing, can walk you through the importance of macros for your training, whether your goal is performance-based, uh, vanity-based, or somewhere in between. Not creating a meal plan, but creating a macro kind of lifestyle plan, I think, is great. Having a shopping list when you go grocery shopping, planning ahead for dinner and the day before. If nothing else, even if you don't want to plan the week, which I think is fine, plan your eating the night before or the day before. Say, hey, tomorrow I'm going to eat two meals or three meals, and here what they're going to be. I'm going to stop at this place. I have one packed at home, and that's what it is. Having an idea of the day before, even writing it down or having two places you know you're going to go helps you guys go a long way. And again, making sure you get the right breakdown of proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. We have another podcast on macros too, which will help you guys who need help with that. But you have to have your fucking eating on point. If you're training really hard, even if you're sleeping well, but you're eating like shit, you're never going to get the most A, out of your performance, but two, especially out of the way you look. You'll never look the way you want, you guys, if you're not feeding your body with the right foods and the right combinations of the macronutrients. And then obviously for training micronutrients, nutrients, the vitamins and minerals obviously go a long way. Number three, I would say uh, be hydrated. You guys all know this. You have to drink a shit ton of water. Uh, Obviously more in the summertime, more if you sweat. For most people, we prescribe at least 100 ounces per day. For a lot of you guys, it's more. Obviously water is critical to your health. Short of oxygen, it's the other thing you guys need to live. So you have to just really understand what is coming in. It's critical for your energy, your recovery, uh, your performance, and obviously even your focus. Not to mention... uh, just having a ton of water, it helps with nutrient uptake, uh, lowers the, the stress level on your heart, you have better skin quality, hair quality, you name it, uh, water is key. So obviously stay hydrated. If you guys need things like sports drinks, go with the zero options, vitamin water zero, power, excuse me, power rate zeros. Uh, obviously during strenuous exercise or post-exercise or even before, uh, I think that's cool. And again, if you're drinking coffee and tea, I'm all for it. Just make sure you're drinking fluids with that as well. I think it's vital for you guys. If you are dehydrated, your performance is going to suffer for sure. And it's just really hard for all the organs of your body to uh, to function as well. The next one I'll touch on really quick, just posture. I think most people in America have really shitty posture. Uh, they just do from everywhere from there, how they sit, how they stand. It causes you know different issues all the way down from your neck to your back to your ass and everything in between and we tell a lot of people you know obviously if you sit at a chair all day your butts basically become your feet we meet a lot of people who have low back pain and most of that low back pain is literally just referred pain from their ass because their glutes or their piriformis become shit so for a lot of you guys and again we work with doctors, you guys. I have a chiropractor guy. I love him to death. And he says a lot of the issues that uh, people have when they come in is because they have this kind of rounding of the neck from staring at the fucking cell phone all day. If you think about it, how much pressure you're putting on your neck when you guys are kind of hunching your head down or it's leaning your neck forward to look at your cell phone. So I would tell you guys, obviously, find a chair that's hopefully, you know, like a, like an ergonomic chair that's going to help you or at least focus on your posture being head level. So if you struggle with this, obviously, laying on a foam roller, we have YouTube videos on this, uh, just literally just opening up, doing snow angels on the foam roller and not leaning forward and always kind of hinging. If you lose your upper back, you lose your lower back. So if there's no tension in your upper back whatsoever, you guys, you're going to lose the lower back. It's going to round, which is going to cause, obviously, some referred pain in the low back and the glutes and everything in between. So again, your posture does matter. Uh, obviously, going through and doing the proper things, which bring me into the next point. Number four, uh, obviously, 
stretching, mobility uh, are two huge things. Uh, most people are not flexible enough. Uh, most people don't spend enough time on mobility. This is the one people punt the most. And again, it doesn't got to take 30 minutes a day. You could, but I would say most people, even five minutes a day, have some kind of dynamic mobility, flexibility, and stretching routine as a warm-up, integrated as a circuit or post-workout. Going through a handful of things, obviously the squat pattern, hip hinging, wrist, shoulder, ankle mobility, I think is huge. Hanging is great. There's so many variations you guys can go through, even just doing like a handful of inchworms, a Spider-Man walk, and then some basic, you know, uh, acclimation sets, how you squat, how you push up, things like that are huge. Even just taking five minutes to find a routine or spending the time you need to working on the areas you have to is key for you guys for not just you know stretching out the muscle tissue, but literally just like kind of joint juicing, getting your body, we call it movement prep, getting your body ready to go through the workout. And again, that can be done anywhere. We do it at our house a lot. BJ Godura will always say Netflix and stretch. Um, those are great little things as you watch TV as opposed to just sitting on your ass. You guys can do that anywhere, anytime. And then obviously, especially before you train, it's key. Which brings me to the next one. SMR or your self-myofascial release, foam rolling, if you guys will, I think is key. You have to foam roll. I'll touch on this a little bit in detail in a second, but foam rolling matters. You guys, your calves, your quads, your hamstrings, glutes, your back, lats, you name it, you have to roll it. On top of that, I think a lot of you guys, uh, if you go into any kind of you know, compression stuff, whether you're going to go you know, the heat route or the ice route or just basic compressions like we do in our space, uh, I think is key as well. I know a lot of our people will talk about cryotherapy or even like the cold plunge, which I fucking hate. That's why I live in Arizona. I hate being cold. So I would do anything other than being the cold plunge, but it does have you know, multiple benefits uh, if you guys do the recovery stuff. On top of that, with those things, you guys, if you're talking compressions, we have Normatec boots uh, in our facility here. Uh, we have the butt, the hips, the full legs. I do think it matters. Obviously, going through and doing compression and doing massage is a huge thing. We also invested in a Tim Tam, or you guys probably know it as a Theragun, which is basically like that jackhammer gun uh, that you guys can take to your tissue. Think of it as like foam rolling on steroids, which you can kind of go, you know, more localized spots, whether you're using like a soft release or a hard release to kind of massage. And on top of that, getting a legit massage, not like when you get it like the Ritz Carlton where you can fall asleep. Those are great too uh, for relaxation and escapism, which I'll touch on in a second. But when I go get a massage, like movement restoration with these guys, it's like, I almost have to mentally prepare when I go in because it's like they're going to dig an elbow into my hamstring and glute attachment where they attach and be like, hey, Jeremy, bend your leg. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm almost in tears. But it's breaking up the tissue and it's helping release it. The same thing goes if you guys have ever got you know scraping done or gua sha therapy. If you want to go on our YouTube page, there's a legit video where Dr. G takes me through like a gua sha session where he's scraping into my, I think at that point it's around my scaps, like subscapularis. And at a point where you guys, I couldn't, turn the steering wheel of my car because I had this referred pain. I felt it was like my collarbone was broken and he is scraping over by my scap trap rhomboid area and like under the scap, like subscapularis. All of a sudden I, I couldn't turn my steering wheel. I couldn't do a push up. I walk out of his office 20 minutes later and it's night and day difference because I had so much scar tissue built up and things kind of in an alignment. He fixed it within 20 minutes. Same thing with grass and therapy. If you guys are familiar with cupping, which is basically a reverse massage where it kind of pulls all that shit out from you. I think those are, you know, huge and those are key as well. On top of that, you guys, when you're, when you're doing those things, other things you can do, Epsom salt baths, I think are amazing. If you're talking supplements, you know, things like ZMA, uh, melatonin, obviously for sleep. Uh, if it is BCAAs, if it is B12, we can talk about those things all day long. That is kind of tied into your nutrition and the micronutrients. On top of that, the last one I would say is 
just actual escapism or rest or mindfulness uh, is a huge thing in terms of recovering. Sometimes we get you know fed up with the gym or you need to break the routine. I'm sick of lifting. I'm sick of doing this. I'm sick of doing that. Going for a walk with your dog, going on a bike ride, going on a hike, getting lost in a basketball game, not like a super competitive one, but even just you and some buddies fucking around, playing beach volleyball, or just going to shoot some jump shots, playing golf, going to the bowling alley, doing something that lets you guys just, even if it's active, just lets you just relax and kind of forget about just what you're doing. Or for you guys, if it's just literally just sitting on your ass, and watching a movie for two hours and just chilling and doing nothing whatsoever. Having some escapism from training and detaching from it for a lot of people is needed. Now, I don't really feel like I need that per se, um, but I do like there's certain days where I'm just crushed. and I'm like, you know what? This is a day where your body's telling you, hey, man, it, enough is enough. You need to chill out. So even if I just go walk with my dog or my wife and I just go ride bike somewhere, I'm still active. I'm still breathing and moving, but it's at a really low, relaxing pace where I'm not killing myself. And so that, you guys, in a nutshell, would probably be like the seven or eight things that I would suggest in terms of recovery. A lot of those you guys are doing but a lot of them you're not doing enough. Or my point is you don't have them scheduled. So if you don't have a routine right now that includes things like, you know, whether you're heating or icing or you are doing some kind of compression, if you're not foam rolling on a legitimate schedule or if you're only foam rolling the same two or three things, you got to branch out of your circle and work on the things that really matter. Same thing with your mobility. If you're not doing mobility every day, you guys have to. I would say seven days a week, if nothing else, just walking through the basic stuff of touching your toes 20 times goes a long way. We're the only mammals that don't fucking stretch before we move. It's the most ridiculous thing. Even if you watch your dog in the morning, it does a downward dog. It stretches, it gets loose, but we don't do that. We just kind of get up, brush our teeth, and we go. You have to be doing enough mobility, flexibility, and stretching you guys throughout the day. Same thing with your posture. Just being mindful of it, you guys, moving forward. Not staring at your cell phone every two seconds. Not having shitty posture at your desk. Standing up at least every hour, at least for two minutes, just to stretch the glutes or let your hamstrings open up a little bit or even the shoulders, for Christ's sake. Same thing with your nutrition, you guys. It has to be on point. Understanding macronutrients, micronutrients, understanding what food works for you, how much you need to heal yourself moving forward. Being hydrated is key, you guys. Like I said, number two next to oxygen. And then the last one, sleep, you guys. Get that restorative sleep. Detach your mind from everything. Find a routine, a ritual that lets you chill the fuck out. Don't be drinking a ton of caffeine before you go to bed. Don't be reading work emails. Don't be super stressed. Do whatever you need to do to get your body relaxed. Bring your heart rate down. Chill so you can sleep and get your body right for the next training session. If you guys can follow those tips, I think your training will be 10 times better than it is currently. And again, the biggest key in all this, planning and preparing for recovery, not just training. We spend so much time on our training programs and what we're doing, but we don't take time to plan our recovery and what we know we can do and what we know our body can handle. You only know your limit once you push it, but it's stupid if you're always in pain, your joints always hurt, everything always feels like shit. That means something is going wrong. I'm not saying there's days, you guys, I don't feel like I get hit by a bus because it happens. But more often than not, I feel good, I feel energetic, I feel motivated, and even if I have some soreness, I can work through it because I understand what my body's capable of. So hopefully you guys do the same, plan your recovery the same way you plan your training, and you guys will be 10 times better off for it. If you guys want to hear anything else specific, please hit me up, let me know, hopefully this helps, share with the buddy who maybe overtrains or doesn't do some of these things efficiently. I promise you guys, I share these with you because I see with our athletes here every day, I do with myself, and I'm the oldest I've ever been, I'm the biggest and the most fit I've ever been, and I feel the healthiest, and I know 
I may not be in college basketball playing shape, but I know the Jeremy today would beat the shit out of Jeremy at age 21 because I'm so much better in terms of prep, prepare, education, how I take care of my body and what I'm doing. And not a lot of people can say that as they get older. So hopefully you guys can be in the same boat as me one day. Have an amazing rest of your Saturday. If you guys dig this, hit on iTunes or Google Play, drop us a review. I'd love to see your comments as well. Um, I truly appreciate it. Have an amazing Saturday and I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.